swimmingly. How did uh? What did, what did you have to do? What what were you doing? I interviewed a pet groomer for Pet Sitter Confessional. Ooh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, she was really great. Uh, she is a house call groom pet groomer and uh, pet care giver of person things. And so she actually goes into people's homes to give uh, the grooming, which is kind of cool because she focuses a lot on uh, elderly dogs or dogs with medication uh, that um, they don't do well in other um, other settings. So, yup. So I'm. Yeah, yeah. So I, that was pretty exciting. Um, pretty interesting to hear. I'd never heard anything about that. I've never actually talked to a groomer about what a groomer does. So I learned a ton, uh, <laughs> <laughs> especially when I got her talking about uh, like her favorite tools and that kind of stuff. So oh. she was she was very happy to tell me all about all about her all about the stuff that she uses. Which you know, again. Go, nerd out please because well, you know. well yeah but and you got to think too like they're not like hairdressers in that they don't get to talk to their clients while they're doing it yeah right? <laughs> they need an outlet yeah because they can't they can't like talk with the dog like my hairdresser lady she just talks about all kind of stuff blah 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> like they don't have that outlet so they need someone to talk to about their craft and just about things in general yeah they're gonna be hanging out with dogs all day it's cool but they, they don't talk back to you. Nope. So sure don't. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was good. And then that went long and then, uh, to go, we've also, so we sit, we, we have, we do dog sitting with, um, a company called rover.com. And it's kind of like the, the Uber of pet care where anybody can sign up and make a profile and list their services. And then you can go on there and they're kind of just a listing service. Okay. Well, well, um, we've been with them for almost eight years now and, um, we didn't think that the animosity between like traditional style pet care and kennels was that bad against rover uh but we our latest episode was about uh not to talk about podcasts on a podcast because that's kind of annoying and stupid but um podcast section yeah it's the same thing (laughs) (laughs) oh no um our latest episode was on advertising and so i thought hey we're going to the dog park let me take a picture of megan standing in the dog park with her rover shirt on and that'll be what we use for our post this week because what a great way to showcase how to how to advertise and in this one group we got people who were like f rover get rid of that shirt i'm unsubscribing from your podcast i'm not supporting this this is terrible rover is awful how dare you and just like on and on and on <laughs> and, and megan and i were like what what and all the all of the all of the arguments are the same thing that the taxi industry did when Rover or when um when Uber came in of it's not fair they don't have to have the licenses where's the regulation of them you know they don't work that hard they just sit around and wait for things to happen they're not real business owners and so we had to 
Megan had another fire that we needed to address because of that. So it's just, just ridiculous. And the thing is, I I think on our, on our episode, on our, on our podcast, we don't even talk about Rover ever. Like we'll say we sit with Rover, but blah, 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 blah. Or it's not a shill for Rover at all. It's just sharing. And these people got so angry about it. They were so angry. So word to the wise. Be careful. It's very <laughs> strange. Like. Just to be that like violently upset about. Someone that takes care of a dog like. I'm not saying I'm not saying this is not a valuable service. I'm not uh, undercutting you in any way, but like, no, it's fine. But uh, it's fine. <laughs> like, I'm saying, like, there's some other things that happen in the world that are like really bad, and people just go, eh, whatever. And then if they they have a violent reaction to the type of dog watching service. That is presented to them. I find this a very interesting <laughs> reaction, right? Like that doesn't make sense to me I on know. a certain I level. I know. And it's, you know, on one hand, I can I can kind of understand it. If you're somebody who started from ground zero with your pet care business and you've been there for 20 years and you've built up your clientele and you've invested in licenses and fees and insurance and blah, 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 blah. And then some college student signs up for Rover and gets a couple dog walks that you don't get anymore. And, you know, they didn't have to pay for a license and they didn't have to blah, 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 blah. Like that's where that bitterness starts. It's and, capitalism. That's what you wanted. Yeah. yeah. You signed up for. That's right. how it works. Like, that's right. like, I don't understand. What you, that's that is the capitalist system. Yes. That, that people <sighs> claim to love so dearly. Is that well, they anybody claim, else can do it, too? Like, they, if you can get money. So can someone else. They, they can do the well, same thing. Like, they okay. just want it to be as hard for the new person as it was for them. For them. Pro- ah. Progress is progress is not OK. Yeah. But if you, again, if it was 20 years ago, like. There's nope. none of you have to think about that. Like 20 years ago, it was a hassle to call someone on the phone. Like, <laughs> like it was hard. If you want yeah. to call somebody on the telephone, it was a difficult, like not difficult, but like you had to like step one, find a phone. Like that was a still a thing that you had to do. <laughs> so like, right. it was, <laughs> you might've had to put money into that phone. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe, like put my quarters in. Hold on. Who can tell? Then you had to remember people's phone numbers. True. Right? That part's difficult. It is difficult. Yeah. I had a, I used to have them written down on a little thing in my wallet. Like mm-hmm. important phone numbers on the back yeah. of like some kind of card or something. Just yeah. tucked in there for when my brain failed me. Mine were written does. mine were written on the back of dad's uh business card. That was where I put all my numbers. Oh yeah. Ah. Makes sense. I might have done a similar thing. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah, just carried around with you. Yeah, yeah. So it just it just got me thinking about um, how people can how their assumptions of of one thing lead to their just broad generalization <laughs> of hatred against everybody else. And this is a very very small corner of that world. 
obviously. Uh, well, yeah, because... but I think I feel like that uh, that theme is overlapping into many other aspects <laughs> of life, right? That's kind of yeah. how it works. Like, what do you mean you don't agree with me? How dare you? Like, yeah, yeah. this is it why is... this is why I think that the internet is simultaneously the best and worst thing that's ever been invented. <laughs> what what's the uh, there's a an internet theory that if you argue long enough, someone will bring up uh, Hitler in a conversation. Yeah, uh, they're going to call you a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. Well, that well, is, that, no, that is a theory. I, I, uh, it has a name. I don't remember. Yeah, and yeah, also I, that there's a that goes along with there's a second one that that you will get corrected by oh, yeah, the well the well actually culture. Well, yeah, yeah. But no, there's a, there's an actual there's a written out theory that goes. I can't remember what it's called, but mm-hmm. I do remember that somebody there's a meme somewhere where somebody calls it the wrong name. Mm. They call it like Murphy's Law, and someone's <laughs> like, "No, you idiot! It's this law." And he goes, "You see." Yeah. <laughs> exactly oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of it kind of it's kind of that that you mentioned it's like the the best and worst thing like it really culminates in um not culminates but in one of that aspects is the ability and the power to now all of a sudden argue like it's now more easier than ever to to argue out of um out of ignorance uh, and and to to have that on full display in everything, you know, in, in ways that you interact with people online, because it, there's, there's no consequences. If you do, um, you don't have to know everything about it. You can just spout off an opinion and either get corrected or not, or, you know, wind up talking about Nazis. It just, it just kind of, just kind of took all of that and, and put it into a weird, um, amalgam for us as we were experiencing that of like, just sitting back and being like, wow. And you know, it's fine. Like it's fine fine have those opinions and 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 that's your experience and i'm sorry those have been that's that's how it's been for you but don't don't put that on everybody don't make those broad generalizations because we know people who are you know four times as busy as we are out there busting it and you know paying taxes they're registered as a business all sorts of stuff and it's just yeah you don't understand there's also, understand there's also understand. actual dog kennels that are like cesspits that are terrible and people take their dogs there and their dogs die in them because they're like gross and there's like negligent right like yeah i i, so I, I wasn't going to try definitely and it goes both ways i mean it, I, yeah I, and i wasn't going to try and argue that to them because i didn't want well, to stir that pot no, right but so. i'll do that right now because <laughs> you know they're not here uh-huh. no i'm just right. kidding <laughs> it goes back to that thing right whenever like i kind of think about it like uh i know you guys didn't ride the bus as much as i did whenever we were children yeah but, like on the bus uh this story will kind of illustrate why you didn't ride the bus as much as i did uh <laughs> like the buses it used to be like a free-for-all zone right so like whenever there was a disagreement right you would just get punched in the face that was it. Oh, Someone oh said something gosh. you didn't like, you would just get punched. That was yeah. it. That was yeah. it. Nothing else. Uh, you know. So it's kind of the opposite of this retreat into the online sphere of, oh, I'm an anonymous person. I can post things like on the school bus, you got punched in the mouth. Yeah. 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 And I know that sounds like a very, that's a very, like me being old man being like, back in my day, bro. But like, <sighs> you know, to a certain extent, it's true. Like you said, there's no consequences. Like, mm-hmm. In real life interactions, there's consequences, rightly or wrongly. Sometimes these things escalate into places where they ought not be because they're very, you know, they don't, a lot of arguments don't deserve to 
resort to physicality. Most of them don't at all. Right? No. There is a quote by somebody that says that should be your last resort. And if you've gotten that, you failed as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it still happens. Like sometimes we fail. That's okay. Stop yeah. shouting at people <laughs> on the internet. I know that sounds weird as a guy talking on a podcast on the internet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very contradictory statement. Well, yeah, but not talking really. About how the internet inflates your importance. Here I am. <laughs> well, and that's funny. I just, I was just, uh, just took the kids to the to, to the playground today, and I was talking with a, a dad that showed up there just. Because what else are you going to do when the kids are playing on the playground? And I was asking, he he had like seven kids, and I made Aaron, a joke. Are you, Aaron, are you picturing, picturing Colin just like sitting on the bench, chilling? With some like random a dude box of dude. chocolate. I'm like, oh, right. Colin, come on. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're I, the same. Like, I, 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 I bet you Colin opened up with the phrase, man, this weather, huh? Like, <laughs> oh, I bet. No. I did. I did. I didn't. I I opened is with. It, is it also how, weird that in my mind you're in Sequoia Park? Just, <laughs> yeah. I was also kind of picturing that as well. Okay, I, so step, I, I thought you might be. Anyway, so step one, I drove down to Sequoia Park in a van today. <laughs> yes. <and, laughs> no, I was. I asked how old his daughter was because that's what grown ups talk. That's what parents talk about when they don't know anything else hey, to talk is about. That your kid? <laughs> yeah. How old are they? Anyway. Uh, yeah, don't lead seven, with that. Don't lead no. with, hey, how old's your kid? And did you see my van over there? Don't yeah. Put those two in the same sentence. <laughs> Got a pretty sweet van over there, don't I? Anyway, how old's your kid? Um, <laughs> no, uh, I was asking him about, he said he had seven kids, and I laughed and then said, I'm, it's great. I'm sure it's great how they all get along then, isn't it? And he, he laughed and he said, oh, no, not ever. And he was telling me that he his two youngest sons were boxing in the garage with a little um, uh, punching bag. And the dad was like, now remember, don't hit each other in the face. No face hits. And he said, obviously, that lasted about 13 seconds where the younger one turned and just slammed in the older one's face. And the older one. and And then. Uh, and the older one looked at his dad and his dad went, well, I did say no hits to the face, so there should probably be a consequence. And the older brother just turned around and just wailed on the younger brother. And the younger but brother not was, in the face. Not on the face. Right. Exactly. And the younger brother was like, why'd you let him do that? That's not fair. And he was like, you hit him in the face. You broke the rules. You, these are your consequences. And I was like, exactly. Like that is a wonderful lesson of you don't follow the rules. There are consequences. And obviously, and, and, and secondly, the more people should have been punched in the face when they were younger to get past what they're dealing with now. <laughs> well, see, it goes both ways because either that or they got punched in the face too much, too much. Sure, and it's, yeah, yes, over obviously. So, like, yes. there is a balance here, but uh, that is the other option that could have happened. So, you can't just again, you can't broadly say that, Mister Generalization Man. Like, anyway, everybody's wrong who doesn't agree with me, and that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> well, it kind of sounds like. Brandon, when we used to get the uh, the snow gloves and box in the living room, yeah, remember that? Kind of. That. Uh, Colin immediately started like, "Well, these kids were boxing in the garage," and I'm like, "I 
branded myself box in the uh, living room, but continue. I forgot that that happened. Yeah, the big little snow gloves. Yes. Yeah. yeah what was. a terrible idea that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or playing uh, tackle football in the living room next to the uh, brick fireplace. That seemed That's like fine. a safe idea. That's fine. I had stitches in my eye. Not stitches. When I was a kid from the fireplace. I mean, so I realized it wasn't that bad. It'd be okay. You get it. You're fine. Got stitches from a corner wall. Does that count? I, no, I don't know what happened. That, that was that's, that's not a real we story. There. I wasn't there. <laughs> nope, nope. I was very busy outside, far, far yeah, away at a friend's definitely, house. Yep. Definitely cleaning my room like I was supposed to be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For those of you who are listening out there, uh, this one has a massive Harry Potter scar of his forehead uh, where the allegations are that we were supposed to be cleaning our room and someone, That's I don't true. know who, head dove into the corner wall. Now, upstairs. Now, now, hold on. Let's back up. Wait here. a minute. Yeah, there's back up. <laughs> you Let's jumped back up. to the ending. So, yeah, you jumped to the ending. Not the part where you willingly participated in the construction of a slip and slide out of bedspreads. In we, the should, we should also note that you were what? How old were you with this? Like, like how like five? I don't remember. Four or five. I, Four I was five? supervised okay. by older children who kn- who should have known better. You were a willing <laughs> participant. <laughs> you were giggling and laughing and having a grand old time. Right up until all the blood. Until started. that part where the, the blanket <laughs> got caught around your foot and you tripped and you dove into the wall. <laughs> Head first into the corner of the wall. It's not our fault that our upstairs hallway was perfect when you lined it with blankets and sheets that you could jump on a pillow and surf down it. That's not our fault that of of how physics works. It except for whenever it gets caught, yeah, and you go flying into the corner. The corner was we did not we did not anticipate the corner becoming such a problem. Do I also need to bring up the fact that uh, there's also a crescent shape um, scar on my forehead? From when someone took the uh, extension to the vacuum cleaner and chucked it me. perfectly at not my it. head. This, not me. This, does this ring a bell? No. Again, it's just shockingly how Definitely much I don't calm. remember about that. Definitely. It calm. was a really cool throw. Okay, we were chasing each other. I I did have that through that the living when room. it was screaming and, at my face. I'm like, that's really good throw. <laughs> Wham. And I was ahead of him and I stopped and I turned. I just, you know, threw it at him as hard as I could. And those old plastic uh, extensions for the vacuum just tumbled end over end over end and landed squarely on Aaron's forehead. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. The punishment afterwards wasn't. Speaking of consequences, the punishment sucked. But uh, for that brief moment, you felt like you were a superhero. Chuck, <laughs> little brother's forehead. <laughs> Well, so that that kind of I don't know why that reminded me, but I was on a call. This is when I texted you the other day or Snapchat you. Um, I was on an investigation and I was just like talking to these people. And this little girl, this itty bitty little creature came up and like hugged me. And I was like, oh, how's it going? And then she kicked me in the shin and then like dove off the porch, like the back, like the front porch or whatever it is, like into a bush. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah. 
and like the parents are sitting there and you know having a little you know, DHS tag and I'm like I can't I can't compute what just happened. <laughs> and they were like, well, she does that. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm like, she does away. that? That's amazing. It was adorable because I was like, oh, hi, small creature. Ow, why? And then just, <laughs> man, just dove headfirst off into a bush. And I'm like, maybe she became offended when you referred to her as a creature. Well, I didn't uh-huh, say that. Didn't like I was that. like, oh, hello, small person. Oh, this yeah. little tiny person. Ow, my shin. And then just <laughs> meh. Maybe she didn't like your condescending tone. Maybe that was it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. It was maybe. Four o'clock in the morning. What am I supposed to do? Uh, true. Fair. All right. Like, hello, small person. Um, Goodness. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, I don't have to deal with any humans. Outside humans, that is, for the next week, because I'm going down to Oklahoma City tomorrow. Again. So, oh, yes. oh, more training. What is this? Is this is last what? week? What is this? I don't know, is this this is three or four. Uh, technically three, because okay. last week I was um, I was back up the office because they give you a quote unquote break. And oh. to which I was well, pretty much doing the exact same thing I was doing before I left down there. So nothing really changed. Yeah, but uh, you weren't driving to Oklahoma City, so that's bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go back. I'll leave here about like five thirty in the morning. Gross. Drive down. Yeah, right. But too gross. Yeah, I don't have. To, I don't have to deal with other people. It's great. I don't have to deal with the drive and wake up early, early in the morning. I can just drive normal early. So it'll be. It'll be fine. I'm having fun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's all I got going on this week. And other activities that I had planned. What other activities? No, I'm saying that's the only other activities oh, I have oh. planned. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't have I don't have anything to do around here. What are you, what are you talking about? I mean that's that's true. In the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think I go out and do fun things on the weekend? No, i am literally been sitting in my apartment. Like, that's that's all I have right now. And that can be fun. I did that this weekend. Or today, anyway. It was glorious. I was like, ah. Yeah. Finally. I, <laughs> I went up and I watched football. And I'm like, man, I'm out. I'm talking to people. And then, like, was out in public for, like, 30 minutes. I'm like, I don't want to be back in my apartment. This sucks. I hate people. (laughs) (laughs) No old drunk person. I don't want to talk to you. Go away. So. Where are you going to see old drunk people? Buffalo Wobblings. Where they they have football. All the football. (laughs) Where they have football. Duh. (laughs) Didn't you know that? No. All football come from Buffalo Wild Wings. I didn't. I was unaware that that was the originating point of football. I, I was. Yeah, ni- 1939. When so was it first started? Was a- <laughs> came from oh, okay. Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, I, think, I didn't yeah, know I think that. That's quite right. No, you're, I think you're welcome. Okay. I think, I think it's a little older than that. I have a Secret. degree in history. Okay, I remember football <laughs> history. Is it football history? Is I it? I feel like I feel like it's older because I feel like Teddy I, Roosevelt liked football and I have a that book he was definitely. Definitely pre nineteen thirty nine. Well, that, so. that was professional football. You're saying? Oh, football. professional football was nineteen thirty nine. 
You just okay. said football. You were not clear. You meant what I knew. It doesn't. Oh. I did not because I was thinking like <laughs> collegiate football, which is the best one to watch because nobody's got time to watch professional football. Uh. <laughs> so, oh, that 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 gets me out to why I was actually being Assaulted. social. Uh, yeah. I wanted to watch Oklahoma State play and the Wings, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know why you would I, go to Buffalo Wild Wings and not order wings. That doesn't seem that doesn't make sense. Well, I had, wings? I had I had chicken literally dinner. nothing else on the menu. What um, you ordered what? Chicken dinner. Naturally, not, not chicken wings. Well, I did that last week, so oh. I had to, I had to mix it up, and so <laughs> I shut up. So I got to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm like, man, I get I'm gonna watch Oklahoma State play. I'm like, oh, Kansas State's gonna play. This is gonna be perfect. Both of those channels on Direct TV. Uh, we're experiencing technical difficulties and were that what uh, what is it called? Like the snowy glitchy mm. channels like for high definition. And so I watched for all four quarters, like it, the top one third portion of a TV to catch like part of the football game. Like mm. I was miserable. I was like, I'm out. I'm, I, I'm talking to people. This is fine. The TV is not on, but it, it's whatever. I, I I'm here. That's all that matters. Hmm. And then, like in the third quarter, it completely went dead, and so I had to go watch like some random team play the whole time. I'm like, ah, today sucks. <laughs> sorry, so sorry, very suffering. Mm. Having to to watch the, your non favorite team play. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh but no, that's that's all I did. Again, there's not really a whole lot to do around here. Well, Brandon, I've been playing Creedfall, and my heart keeps breaking. Why? Because it's a good game. Don't get me wrong. But like I just want I just want more out of it. Now it doesn't give me more. I agree. That might be true. But I feel like first I don't know, there's something about that game that just hit me right and I like it. I don't know yeah. why. You're right. Sometimes some sometimes you're like, this is weird and it's wonky. And it's like a little bit janky sometimes. But I don't care. I really like that game. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's like the the combat system or just just the way the game flows. Uh, Maybe but, that. But or, the flow is a bit weird. Well, again, so, I I don't ever I have a hard time with that because I'm like ooh side quest what and I just go off and do things. I yeah, never. I, that's like, how I, I live my life in video games. I'm just like <laughs> ooh side quest hello. Like I don't I don't like how the map is set up. And See, I thought it was interesting. I like the map. It's different. It's not just like a giant open map. Because I would never explore that whole entire thing, right? So, like, my I mean, so controversially, yeah, controversially statement of the day. I like that it's broken up that way because, uh, in a game like The Witcher, right, where they give me this ginormous map, or more recently when I played Red Dead Redemption Two, mm-hmm. like the map is enormous. I never go to all of it ever because mm. most of the time. There's not a reason to, right? There's certain areas in the map that you just never visit because there's no missions there. 
every once in a while you go, oh, what's over there? And you ride over there and there's like nothing. So you just leave. Right. There's a <laughs> but level like, 26 monster and you're only yeah. level 14. Well, but like in, well, in The Witcher, I mean, but there's certain areas in that game where there's like nothing. Mm-hmm. And in Red Dead Redemption 2, you go over there. It looks cool, but there's nothing there. So like when you break it up into a series of like smaller maps like that, I was kind of like, I was more prone to explore areas because I was yeah. like, ooh, what's over here? Oh, it's a chest. I can't get to. And I like, <clears throat> excuse me, the one thing I do like that that game does different is the leveling system. I like, yeah. I like that they have the, the skills and the talents and all that stuff split up where you don't get points for certain things every level. Yeah. Right. So, like, your leveling choices matter. You know what I mean? You have to pick your... I don't remember what they're called. They're, like, skills, talents, and... Something else. Something else, whatever. And so, like, you get the one every level. Like, your just normal skill point or whatever. But then, like, your talent points are, like, every three levels. And then your, like, trade? I don't know what it's called. Every four levels. Yeah. So, like, it's important which ones you pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like certain RPGs where, like, by the end of the game, you're just good at literally everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right? Like, those choices that you made to specialize in that area mm-hmm. are valuable. And they're for something. So, like, naturally, I went a little, like, all in on the playing a diplomat thing. And so, like, I had the charisma, like, maxed out. Or I had, like, the intuition, like, maxed out. Because I wanted all those dialogue choices to do all that yeah. stuff. Because they give you cool stuff when you do the dialogue thing, right? So I thought that was interesting. And I thought it was very... I don't know. The like story is pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, hmm. there's some weird stuff in there. I also just really like the fantasy setting that's not, like, medieval. For some reason, that just hit me as, like, dude, that's cool. Like Colin, it's, it's like a it's like a 1700s <laughs> fantasy setting, right? Oh, that's very different. What yeah? The new, so basically, take. basically oh. this game. Sorry, Colin, we're leaving you out of this conversation. This game is basically, <laughs> cool. basically, uh, there is this like fictionalized land, right? And there's people there, and uh, they've discovered a new continent to which they will travel now. And they want to do okay. so because there is a ill a sickness affecting their land, right? Hmm. They call it like the Malachor or something. I don't know. Some yeah. weird made up. <laughs> it's very early, like 1700s. Like it's really cool. It's like this very like the art. Whoever designed, I don't know. I don't look it up. Whoever designed did the art design for that game? They're awesome. They're like totally amazing. Like the stuff yeah. is great. And it's a very cool like that time period plus like fantasy aesthetic happening because there's like magic and like there's weird things happening right so then yeah they go to this island and there's like native people there who are like magical and do like nature magic things very druidy right it's kind of cool and so there's like a conflict between these three different like colonial people groups of people like one is like a a very like science oriented one. One is a very like the one that you're with is like a merchanty one, trade merchant thing. 
And the other one's like a very religious group, right? And then uh, there's the native islanders, and they're trying to like balance out living on this new island altogether, trying to figure out how it works and stuff. So some of the, like subtext, a lot of it's subtext. I think I might have been reading too much into some of this, but I was like, dude, this is kind of cool, right? Like <laughs> the yeah. way that they have to interact and like do stuff, and like you have to like, you know, it kind of steers you sometimes into certain like you don't have to. You could totally just like stab people in the face. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yo, I've got to like do this thing for these people because they're my allies, but yeah. I don't agree with what they're doing, so I have to like you know switch it up a little bit like it's very cool right i think i think it was cool and then there's another side group who's like the boat people and they're like all the knots or whatever they're cool i liked it yeah they're all nothing but like ships and things and like it's it's a very it's a very like really sweet face tattoos everywhere it's like yeah it's a it's a very fascinating game like i like the time period i I love the time period in the setting I, i want more historical fantasy that's not high fantasy Anybody has any recommendations for me? I need to know this because it's not awesome. <laughs> and like, I, I love, I love the you know the cosmetics of things like the the uh, the art style, the art style so good. Um, you know the the clothing and things that you get to customize and change. Yes. Now, but now, like, are the are the face animations always great? No, 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 they're not. No, that's okay though. Like it, that that part was a little not like disappointing because you know I remember seeing the trailers mm-hmm. and looking at it and going. Oh my gosh, this looks amazing. Yeah, true. I remember the first trailer. I saw the first trailer. I was like, yo, what? And then, like, the first, you know, scene, you know, you have your character and he's being, like, drawn by that artist person. Oh, yeah. And it's like, ah, well, eh. It starts like, out very slow. Yeah. I'll give you that. And Where so, are you right now? how far? Have you made it? Um, I just got to the island. Oh, see, now like, it's just I was, good now. I was, I was piddly dinking around the little town. And doing all those little side quests and serene, so it's called serene, yes. Ah. That's what it's and so, like, just trying not, like, just trying to get the feel for what I need to be doing. Yeah, I did the same thing, and like, I, I kind of got it, except for I was a lot more. Oh, what's a good word? Like, like, hey, let's try to sneak in here. I'm like, you mean walk up to the front gate and attack them? Oh, okay, like that was kind of my yeah. You gotta get a little philosophy. Yeah, no, uh, you got to get a little, you got to practice about what it wants from you. Yeah. And so <laughs> the guy does want, now I will tell you the stealth is kind of not good. Yeah. There are a couple of times where a stealth mode is important. It does that big, like it puts the eye over them and then, it, yeah. like, you know, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But it's okay. And so like just trying to develop kind of like a play style, but I don't know if I was, you know, cause again, I was playing like the Witcher for, you know, hours. It just kind of the the, flu- the fluidity of everything, and I didn't really get that feel from the game. Well, the just combat, like it- I would say the combat is not too dissimilar from The Witcher because it's yeah. not like complex. Yeah, right? I mean it's it's, it's very like, very simple. Yes, but I, I just and didn't The Witcher's get the, the same way. Yeah, I just didn't get that feel of it's very fluid. Now uh, you you got to get once you get some more skills unlocked. You'll have many more combat options to choose from. Ah, so there okay. are not only uh, blunt and edged weapons. There's also heavy versions of each one. Yes. So like two-handed maces, and like clubs, or like zweihanders, basically. Yeah. Uh, as well as guns and magic. I don't know if you went magic mode. 
I have not, not. I've not gotten the magic though. There's not. also I went magic real late game. I kind of turned into like paladiny, right? Because I was two handed heavy weapon for sure. Yeah. With like support magic, right? That's what. I did. Ah. But like, there's also like gun. There's also all kinds of other combat things you can kind of. The combat menu is actually very deep if you get into there. There's like okay. a million shortcuts you can add to that thing. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much rocking with uh, you know, a hammer and my pistol. Yeah, and See? like just 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 the combat feel itself. Like I, I know it's good and I like it, but it's just not very, you know, flowy. But man, I, like st- I still I still you have to unlock it. the dodge roll. That's in there. A dodge roll? Yeah, you have to, it's in the skill tree. You have to unlock it. Well, and mm-hmm. there's a, there's a roll in there, and when you start doing combat with the companions, it's very it's better. Oh yeah, as you get two people with you all the time. Yeah, and so I, I've kind of I've kind of been uh, rocking with some of those people. Now I will say the enemy variety. Not the best. Yeah. A lot of them are like four-legged monster things. Yeah. Just like different shapes. Yeah. But then every once in a while, there's some like giant thing. You're like, what? what? Okay. So it's a little better. But like, again, I was like roaming around all the time looking like every little nook and cranny. So I fought the same thing like a million times in a row. But yeah. So, yeah. so I'm just kind of just trying to get a feel for like the map. But yeah, I just got to the island. I did a lot of the quests like in the city. And then like, all right, I'm going to be adventure. And then just I get rocked by like some giant sheep thing. I'm like, <sighs> oh, yeah, the giant sheep thing, man. The well, charge, I think so. <laughs> this isn't fun. And so I haven't played you can it. Also, like, don't forget that you can do the parry thing with the, the B button or whatever or circle button, I guess, in your case, if you're playing on PlayStation. Yeah, uh, you can parry a lot of attacks. Sometimes you can parry animal attacks. So that's oh, well, been nice to know. Yeah, spoilers. You can do that. <laughs> that's handy. Because. Okay. Until you get that dodge, sometimes you're like, oh, snap, I, how am I get out of the way of that? <laughs> <It's stuck. laughs> so I, I kind of want to take this just a little bit because... Um, I don't have a whole lot to contribute to this Greedfall conversation. It's very good. Um, but I kind of want to talk about our histories and experiences with video games, because I think all three of us kind of have a different pathway into uh, or, or perception of them. And, um, you know, for, for me, I know that some of my earliest video games were uh, Nintendo 64 and the Atari 100 down in the basement. That we played with, <laughs> that we played with, you know, down there. 2,600. 2,600? Yeah, yeah, not the 100. Yeah, tw- yeah. sorry. Sorry, again. Uh, yeah, the Atari 2,600. And messing with the, the, the input switcher on the top of the TV there and getting on channel 4 or 3 or whatever. And um, forgetting which button it was. Forgetting it t- totally which one it was. <laughs> and and so, for for whatever reason, my memories of video games is predominantly with like the setup and getting to it. And then kind of once it started to get into the Sega, when we got the Sega Genesis, um, you know, I, I didn't, I played that a little bit. I think I tried to play like Son- the Sonic game and was it flipper? Did we have a game with a dolphin? Echo. Definitely Echo. Echo the dolphin, the hardest <laughs> video game ever created. <laughs> the game is impossible. 
Okay. <laughs> so, so I think about, I mean, even by that time, uh, I, it was starting to wane on me as far as like video games. And then when we got the PlayStation, um, you know, I would play, um, uh, Metal Gear Solid and do the cheat codes to be the massive tank or the, um, uh, uh, clown car or the ice cream truck. Right. Oh, twisted, twisted metal. metal. Twisted yeah, metal. Yeah, twisted yeah. metal. Okay. Yeah. Not metal girl solid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Twisted metal. That's what and, it was. And Metal Gear Solid was different. I was like, what? Yeah. There wasn't a giant tank in there. There's a metal gear in that thing. And then, you know, I think honestly, like that was probably the last really big, just like video game thing that I've played. And and even now, I'll try and download apps or whatever games on my phone, and they just don't stick. And 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 I'm trying. I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk, and I'm trying to figure think about like why did did my brain go go one way? And you know what kind of experiences did I had? Because I love watching you guys play video games. That's perfectly fine. Um, it's for whatever reason, you know, I just it's hard for me to get in that mode of sit and play video games. So I, I did want to hear from you guys what that's, what that's like, because my, my brain's not wired that way. Brandon, do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, I'll start with one. Well, okay. So number one, this would be answer number one. I think it's a, so like starting out, like those early games, they're all very like skill based. Right, like jump at this like time, like timing wise, you know, or like things like that, like Mario and Sonic and uh, those weird, like the the like with the Aladdin and the Lion King, right? You remember those ones? Uh, the oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're very like skill arcadey, right? Like timing based and things like that. And so I found that that was fun. Like that part is fun for certain games, right? That part is interesting. Um, the other thing that carried me a lot through after that was just like playing with my friends a lot. Cause we played other games that were like similar vein with your friends. So like racing games, I loved not like all like Gran Turismo. I played Gran Turismo a lot when I was a kid, Gran yeah. Turismo two, Gran Turismo two specifically. Uh, and the Tony Hawk video games, because there is that skill level, right? It's skill based. Like, so it's a point value thing. And the racing games are similar, too, because, like, compared to the ones that I have now, like, I have the Forza Horizon, right? The the one, the, what is it, 4, 3? I don't remember. Uh, it's behind my computer. I can't look at it right now. <laughs> but it's like a open world racing through the English countryside, right? It's yeah. Dope. It's got season changing. It's awesome. Anyway, it's a very <laughs> skill-based driving game. So that's one of the things. Like that mechanic, like trying to master the mechanics of the video game is the one thing that's interesting. Like, that's why I like to play Dark Souls, too. I mean, yeah. also, no, no, I mean, Dark Souls 1 is better, in my opinion. But, like, I also <laughs> like all of them, right? Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 are good. Uh, they're similar. They're very mechanically driven. Okay. Right? It's very much timing, you know, attack timing, dodge timing, block timing, parry timing, all this stuff. It's very, like, skill oriented and so that's one of the draws i feel like that way it's just that like feedback of oh i screwed this up how do i do this how do i get better at this one and not all games have that which is why sometimes 
I also bounce off games. I'm like, eh, this one's mm-hmm. really not for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that would be my first, I think, answer to that. Aaron? Kind of what, like, what got me into video games? Or just kind of... I'm trying because there, there's a lot of things flowing through my head. I'm just trying to figure out which one to kind of well, go just start with what everyone's on top. Yeah. So kind of like what, yeah, what kind of got me into games was, you know, watching, you know, Brandon play, you know, Final Fantasy seven. And then me in my little brain, like, I can do that. And then I try to, like, play the first mission. I'm like, this game is bullcrap. It's hard. And so just trying to, like. Like, oh, this is like my brother can do it. I can do it. And then my wee little tiny brain not manifesting like how, you know, like, oh, I didn't know I'm supposed to level up. And so just kind of the complexity of like, oh, hey, this is kind of like a little neat little little thing. Um, And a lot of the times was there's things like, you know, it being kind of like either a fantasy world or and that's kind of what got me into you know, a lot of historical games was seeing the things that I read about, seeing the things that I, you know, studied about being manifested in like a little, you know, digital world that I can, you know, like, oh, this is what, you know, medieval Europe at this time or whatever looked like. And so, you know, I didn't really have like that much video game experience when, you know, when I was still living at home. Uh, you know, I played what I could because either that I was at school or, you know, doing some sort of sporting event. I, I didn't really do a whole lot of stuff outside of school. Uh, it wasn't until really college where, you know, I had better access to the Internet, was able to, you know, watch people play video games for like a living. And I was just like, whoa, that's like really cool. Like people, like people actually do this like full time, and I've never, I was never that good at playing video games. But just being able to kind of, you know, see what other people do, and just kind of have like a little, like, oh, this is what, you know, a, you know, ancient Rome looks like, kind of thing. So that kind of having that prosthetic to it, be like, okay, well, I've read about it, I've studied it for years. This is what it looks like. You know, not verbatim by any means, but just kind of well, yeah. like, oh, like this is like this looks cool this way. And like, like a I'm, simile, right? Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm right. submerged. I'm submerged in this world. Um, but a lot of times, honestly, like it's I mean, there's not really a whole lot for me to do here. So I don't <laughs> I don't have a lot of <laughs> have a lot of options. Um, <laughs> I do have a lot of books I need to read. But I, I was I was never really into like, you know, the hardcore shooting games. Uh, like those just never really interested me. Um, what Brandon was talking about earlier with like the Aladdin, the Lion King, like those platforming mm-hmm. games, like like those are fun, but I, they just they didn't click for me until I was older. But I really got into kind of strategy games, and you know, instead of just being a brute force kind of thing. Although I will admit, uh, me playing like Pokemon Gold. Whenever I first got into Pokemon, I, I for some reason my brain could not put two and two together that oh a fire Pokemon is damaged by a water Pokemon. It's <laughs> so just like bludgeon my Pokemon until I win. And so just kind of there's a lot to be said for power leveling in the forest, right? It's fine, right? It's true. But just kind of having that, you know, 
um, ability to kind of say like, oh, hey, I like what are some other ways to get around this? Like there, there's more than one way to accomplish something like either in the real life or in 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 video game world. And so that's I kind of drew to those kind of games a lot because I was like, oh, there's more than one way to do it. And then I'd get frustrated and be like, this game's bullcrap. And then I'd, I'd go in guns blazing and be like, kill everything. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what's that's what's really interesting to hear about, because, you know, Brandon, you were saying, like having that skill set and having in um, that that mechanic mastering the, the mechanics. Yeah. Um, and and Aaron's over here going the strategy and the, the multi way of solving a particular problem. And, um, you know, when in a video game or in something, you know, when, when I would encounter uh, a skill that I didn't have that was hard or um, an, I didn't have a, a strategy to solve, um, I couldn't solve the strategy or didn't couldn't come up with another way. I just stopped playing and would just would like, OK, well, this is as far as this game exists for me. And so, you know, why is it that that you guys continue to push past that? Now, some games, it's like if it's mechanically sound and it's fair, like it's worth the trying it again, right? Hmm. There's some games that are badly made, and like if you can't win, it's not your fault. It's that the game is like messed up, right? Yeah. Hmm. So that, especially in the early games, that was a thing that you would encounter, right? Like that you would just bounce off, bounce off that really hard because like. No matter what you did, you would just lose. You're like, what the heck? I don't even what this doesn't make sense. Like when the feedback doesn't match what you're giving it, like mm-hmm. when you have no like feedback of what you're doing wrong, then yeah, it's like, what the heck? <laughs> but like <clears throat> other times, you know, you could see what you're doing. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. I understand. Sure. Right? Like, I understand what's happening here. Like Dark Souls is another really good example of this because there's some boss fights in that game. They're just like, what? What the crap? <laughs> like the Ornstein and Smo boss fight. Ooh, the, first, yeah. the, the first time I played that, I was like, nope, <laughs> never, <laughs> never gonna beat this ever. <laughs> it's too, it's all of a sudden that game is like, oh, here's two independent people that are attacking you from like different areas and they have these different attacks and it's like insane. Your arena is all weird. There's like pillars everywhere. It's nuts, right? <laughs> They're really crazy. And they love to, no matter what people tell you, they love to like stick together. Like they don't want to separate apart. So you can't like <laughs> isolate one. You've got to really, it's like a timing thing. You're like, I got to hit one. Ornstein, you always hit Ornstein first. Get him out of the way. Little bum. The big one? No, he's the small one with the spear. Oh, okay. You hit him, you roll out of the way. Because if you try to stay there and punish him, Smo is going to crash his hammer on your head and you'll be killed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to hit and get out. Right. And try to get them in the thing. So, but it may after a while, there's something that clicks in your brain. And go, oh, I get it. Because mm-hmm. the the first time you do that, it's impossible, right? It's like yeah. I I have no idea what's happening. The I just played it last week, and just like one attempt beat him was gone to the next boss. Like didn't even didn't <laughs> matter. Right? It was like whatever. So it's a you know if it's designed well, and there's like positive feedback about what's happening mm-hmm. then yeah some of those games on atari you just like lose you're like why why <laughs> <laughs> what happened yeah yeah I, I lose that's why i don't like fighting games 
because I feel like a lot of times I feel like that when in a fighting game. I'm like, what do you mean I lost? I didn't like these button inputs. I did did nothing, and I died. Like didn't, I don't. Didn't really we have get Tekken it. because of you? Isn't that no, we had, like, I didn't Tekken have. Te- we didn't have Tekken. Uh, my friend had Tekken. We played at his house. Uh, okay. And like it was okay when I faced other people, but like fighting when you like do the fighting game, like nah, I just like don't. the story mode. Yeah, and sometimes even when I fought other people on the fighting games, it was just like, eh, I don't, I didn't know. I was, I had the same experience with that. Is the input just didn't match what I was trying to get in there? Interesting. Right? Yeah. Which is why I do like racing games. Yeah. Because it's like, ooh, this makes sense, right? These <laughs> inputs make very much sense. And I got back into them recently when I bought those Forza games because I didn't. Yeah. Everyone's, I don't play them for a long time, and then I like get, well, I'll put one back in, and I'll play it for like ever, and then I. Like, don't play it for a while because again, it's not like complex, right? But the mechanics mm-hmm. are very good, and they keep you coming back, right? So, <clears throat> so there's a, a kind of like a, 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 it's very satisfying and fulfilling when you're able to, yeah, like when those two things match up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like there, there's some not some bosses that like I faced that are you know, I just keep dying over and like when I played Fallout Four for the first time. Or just like any of the Fallout games, like trying to come up against like a Deathclaw, you know, me being like a level two with a little varmint gun and true Fallout New Vegas. Like I didn't know what I was doing, hmm. but after you know, like oh, I'm gonna go level up. Like oh, I'm gonna get this, and it, it was more of me being vindictive. Like this yeah. creature killed me twenty times. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna, like I finally beat it. And just... now that's a that's a second mechanical thing that we have not discussed yet. The the RPG mechanics of like leveling, right? Like that is satisfying in and of itself when you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna level up like this. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like gonna do is... these specific things to make my character better. When there's like some kind of skill tree involved, right? Where you pick like a pathway to go yeah. through. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's kind and of that... why I I like games like that more instead of just like just straight up shooting games. Is because like this is my character. Yes, this is like some way, shape or form, an extension of me that like, oh, I I created this. This is what I kind of like to do. And this is kind of how I'm like my. Yeah, it adapts to what you want to do in a situation. Right. Yeah. And you can kind of adapt it to how your play style basically is what that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Is. So yeah. and also just going in like, ooh, what is good for like, how can I do better at this? And like that, that like mental gymnastic game of, ooh, what can I level up now? What can I do for this? What else do I need to put these points into? Like, yeah. do I need to do more of this one or should I invest in this other skill? Would that help? Like that kind of like thought process is just fun, I guess. I don't know if it's like, I just, it's kind of enjoyable, yeah. right? Because it's like, that balancing skill. So do you th- do you think? Sorry, Ian, go ahead. No, go, go ahead, guy. No, I was just I was just interesting. So do you, do you think that 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 interest in building that 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 tree and pathway um, is that a result of like games that you've played, or is that just scratching a mental itch that you have that um, is how you see the world, or is gives you some some satisfaction. I think part of it is uh like <clears throat> excuse me. The uh the first time I encountered that like a lot of people, like the first time that really hit me, like I ever encountered that 
mechanical thing was definitely Final Fantasy VII, right? Like a lot of people have this similar experience. It's a very touchstone moment in a lot of people's lives. They played Final Fantasy VII, and they went, "Oh, what?" <laughs> right? It's like before, yeah. <laughs> before it was all like you know, racing and skateboarding and like mm-hmm. actiony games, like actiony games, right? Even like medieval, right? Which they're remaking, by the way, Aaron. You got to get that. Uh, <laughs> it's very like action oriented right do yeah. to do i'm running around i'm hitting things whatever <laughs> and then you like you hit this jrpg completely out of left field different thing and you're like what is this hmm. right it was so completely different from anything i ever played before i was like what this is amazing like it hit yeah. me pretty hard, like just the mechanics of it, like trying to wrap my brain around, like, what do all these things mean? What is this? <laughs> what is this stuff? Like, anytime you play a new RPG like that, there's always this learning curve of what do they, what is this? Wow. Like Aaron was talking about Greedfall. There's a little yeah. bit of it, in there, but you look at these menus and you're going, I don't understand what these are. I don't, what do they want? What does this mean? Like, how does this function? So there's like a decoding process that has to take place first before you can really get in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that after you kind of get into it you're like oh okay i'm in like and you can kind of do that and i think that was the first game that i realized whoa this is different this is like new like it's all this crazy stuff to dive into and not just like run around hit stuff with sword right right <laughs> it's like different <laughs> I, I, I was i remember reading or i was reading something and i was also watching a video about it but it was talking about like the importance that the Legend of Zelda series was because like mm. they can't they came out during the time of yeah there yeah. was either like a platform game or it was a very like you know shoot this block here or whatever. But the importance oh, yeah. of, of, kind of, of kind of with those games, it's like oh hey you know here's you know a dungeon try to get out like and you kind of have to yourself figure out the puzzle yeah. That, and that's, you know, there's, you know, at the time when it first came out, there was no walkthroughs. There was nothing. And so people trying oh to God. trying to come out like, well, how do I get out of here all by myself? Like things like that were just, you know, fun, you know, astronomical just to even think about. Like, wait, yeah. I have to do this myself. Wait a second. What? Hmm. Yeah. And that was definitely a game that I bounced off of the first time I played it was the like first Zelda games on the Nintendo I was like, yeah. what? I don't even understand what's happening. This is, doesn't make any sense. Like, now, if you look at him, you're like, oh, okay, there's a very formula to Zelda now, yeah. after you've seen, like, 100 Zelda yeah. games. And I haven't really played, I think I've only ever played, like, one. I've watched people play them and stuff. But, like, I just kind of bounced off it hard, because at first, it was so different. I was like, I don't... Something didn't click with me, with Zelda. I just didn't, you know? Like, I didn't... Yeah. It didn't do that thing. It didn't do it for me. And I didn't, I wasn't in the right zone to, for that to understand what it was trying to do. And I yeah. was like, oh, I was too young, maybe. I don't know. But I was like, what? I don't know. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's uh, yeah, but there's, there's a lot of those games that, you know, kind of reach out beyond the, the scope of normal gaming. And it's kind of like with those games or just, uh, you know, some of those fantasy games that kind of drew me in that were like, hey, you know, this is a completely different world. This is something that I'm not accustomed to, or this is something that's like, oh, this is new and shiny. Like, what is this? And so I really 
got into like and you know just you know what we were talking about earlier with you know the the character development and stuff but like games like skyrim you know like yeah it's very medieval-esque but like this is a whole new you know ball game that i've been playing i've never really played a game like this and that's why i was so you know, developed into a game like Skyrim or the oh, Witcher, Skyrim something, mm-hmm. or like uh, or like the Halo games. Oh my gosh! Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know why, but I just like games. Like, yeah, it's a shooting game, but I just was just so enveloped in well, the the gaming atmosphere. And the one thing that goes beyond that is like the gaming culture. Like that, I I want to go to Comic Con so badly. <laughs> And, and because of just like the people who also kind of like, yeah, I was I, I wasn't normal growing up in high school, like by any means. And so just going to a place that's like, hey, you know, there's more people like me, like you're not yeah. so different, little buddy. Like, oh, and so when I think you, you're starting to touch on uh, number two for me, uh, part two of this answer is uh, they're a storytelling medium. Mm. Just like a book or a movie, a lot of them, right? Not all of them. We're like Tetris. Yeah. Tetris is not a storytelling medium. Forza Horizon, not a storytelling medium, right? It's that <laughs> mechanical thing. But like a lot of the other ones that I like, and Aaron mentioned, like Skyrim or The Witcher. Good gravy, The Witcher. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> it, like the story in that game is so good. Oh yeah, right. Like the Red Dead Redemption series. Oh my. Oh my gosh! Like Red Dead Redemption Two will make you cry. Hmm. Yeah, just ball. (laughs) You will. I'm telling Hmm. you. You're just like, oh, my soul hurts right now. (laughs) Like, oh. (laughs) So there are certain games where part of it is just it's the storytelling, Hmm. right? Whether yeah. So that falls into two categories. There's that RPG storytelling, like Skyrim and uh, uh, Fallout, or like um, other games where it's more vague, right? Like Outer Worlds. I want to play that game. It's on my list. I'm going to buy that soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, where you are, there's like stories that you're involved in the side quests and stuff, but you're kind of helping develop them. The order mm-hmm. you do things and all that stuff. You're writing the story kind of as you're going. It's a very first person experience, right? Yeah. yeah. Versus the other aspect of heavily scripted storytelling, a la The Witcher, right? They have laid out this story. There's a whole entire world there that you are in. And experiencing the story from that point of view. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very appealing. Like, I just, I like, that's why Halo is so good. Because the story behind Halo is interesting, right? It's mechanically good. It's graphically good. The story driving the game is like important and it's like pushing you forward. Right. So I think that's the other reason. And some games, again, do this well. Other games don't do it well at all. Like, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, And so there's that storytelling aspect does that. And like the little things that they throw at you. Again, Red Dead 2. Oh my, oh my gosh. Man. I can't even. It's so good. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's kind of like with. Do uh, you remember L.A. Noir? Oh my gosh, I love L.A. Noir so much. Yeah, like no, it's it's kind of it it kind of skirts around that that it's like you're an investigator, you have to be involved with the story 
or you're not going to get like the right responses. But I was trying to remember. I'm looking at all my game. little gaming things. So good. I love that. Oh, um, what we're talking about. Uh, what we talking about? Like one time, um, you know, like the Overwatch series. Yes. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's um, it was like a hero based. Um, kind of strategy, a lot of shooting, but like the story that goes behind a lot of the characters, like the backstories, like that just makes me want to play that game even more. Like, well, that's why I like Assassin's Creed, right? The stories mm-hmm. in that game were insane. Like the last one, Odyssey, like it was, yeah. the, that was the best one ever. Yes. I have that game, but I haven't played that yet. Oh, stop I, what you're doing. Why, why, when you get done with this, well, no, do that. Well, no, Aaron has to go to sleep because Aaron has That's to be up at five o'clock. That's but, fair. And I can't, I can't <laughs> start. I can't start games like that because then I'll be up for like twelve hours. It's true. Being it's like, so long. But yeah, the story in that game is so good. Like, I mean, it's not. It's not Red Dead Redemption good, but it's good. <laughs> it's good for Assassin's Creed because they, you know, but like, <laughs> they're getting better. I like that one a lot. Even a game like Dark Souls, like the story in that. That's another reason that game is intriguing. Yeah. The storytelling in that game is so weird. Like, it's all delivered to you through item descriptions and, like, very sparse character dialogue. Yeah. It's very, very strange. I, like, so the world, sh- they, the world they build up to you and present to you, you mm-hmm. have to, like, you can play that whole game. You don't have to watch any cut. There's, like, four cutscenes in the whole game. Like, boss. They're just like, here comes the boss. So they're not really important. You can just skip it. Uh, <laughs> there's an opening cutscene and you'll be like what war with dragons okay whatever mm-hmm. and then you can beat the whole game it doesn't matter or if you like read the stuff in that game you have to like open the menu if you find a thing read the description and then you get these like vague details about what happened and you're like what mm-hmm. what is this i understand <laughs> oh, and my. then and then there's all kinds of videos online about this if you're interested in dark souls lore right i am not yeah. watching video Right. Vatia is not my name. So <laughs> he does it way better than me. But the interesting part that that doesn't get brought up, that's my favorite thing, is like so all of this is like very vague. It all happened a long time ago, right? And then in the very first game, they sort of gloss over this. They introduce a lie to you. And you know about it. Because you do the thing, right? But there's so much lore built up in this that, like, this happened. So spoilers for Dark Souls, if anybody's <laughs> interested. In 3, 2, 1, go. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they tell you, like, the Knight Artorius fought and banished the Abyss, this black mass that was, you know, uh, overcoming the town. Right. It's the the evil, the essence of evil from Manus, the father of the abyss. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the lore that Artorius fell fighting the abyss. Very courageous. Yes. He was one of the knights of Gwyn, the knights of the good side, maybe. And then they did this. Uh, in the game, you find out what actually happens is through some weird time travel shenanigans. Uh <laughs> That Artorius was fighting and he was corrupted by the abyss and became evil. And you oh. had to kill him. Oh. Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. So Art- it was said that in the in the legends, like Artorius saved 
the lady, like Princess Ulusil or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? But it was actually you. But in the rest of the games, they mentioned, like, oh, Artorias, blah, blah, Vanisher, mm. blah, blah, blah. And it was you that did it. And yeah. so, like, even though, like, there's all this vague lore and stuff, the fact that there's one lie in there, like, anytime anybody ever tells you anything else, you go, wait, what? <laughs> oh, because you've got to start thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to question it because <clears throat> you know, you know, different. That Artorius. Yeah did not save her. Hmm. He was corrupted and you killed him. Hmm. Ah. So like <laughs> in the third game, there's this whole cult that's like, Oh, Artorias, right? They have the abyss watchers. They're just like him. They do the thing, right? They're based on his design or whatever, because they venerate Artorias's bravery, but he wasn't right. Yeah. So there's like very vague, like, <sighs> so hmm. yeah, Storytelling elements is my other, <laughs> my other one, right? Like, yeah, this the yeah. way that their stories are presented to you and the interactivity of them. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's the other thing that like draws me into certain games where you're like, oh my gosh, I have to know. I have to know. <laughs> like the Witcher, again, the Witcher. Oh my, oh my lord. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I got to get to the end of this game. I'm saving, do whatever. Like, eh, mm-hmm. like. You know, there's so. there's one game that I'm I'm looking through all my games that I have with me right now, but it was kind of like the first game, just like story wise, that oh I remember a game that did this to me. So in Gears of War three, oh, uh, yeah, Gears is really where cool. where Dom dies. Wow, Gearing spoilers for Gears 3. Oh, wow. wow. Sorry. Jeez, Aaron. Spoilers um, for a way old game. Sorry. <laughs> so you, so you, go, you go through this with this character for, like, all the other games up to this point. And doesn't he like, break, doesn't he break you out of the cell in the very beginning of the first one? Yeah, he's he's the first guy that you meet. He's the first and guy so that like, gets Marcus out, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so you go through this kind of character arc with him that... The guy's looking for his wife after, you know, the um, oh, monsters things. Oh, no. um, yeah, that part got me where um, he actually finds his wife, but she's been like tortured and he has to like shoot her. Yeah. Tears. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a part where like, even though it's just like an, a, a, an AI, just a character that you can't play, but he's been with you for years i think the first gears of war game came out in like 2006 or 2007 something like that yeah. or 2000 yeah but in that area and so like you've been with this person for so long that you're just like oh hey it's another you know person that's been with me and there's a scene where you know you guys are being attacked and he goes and sacrifices himself and and he he he, he dies and it was literally kind of i can't remember if it was like the first moment but I, I had to, like, pause the game and set my controller down. And I was just like, mm. what just happened? And I, it, it seems so kind of trivial for this guy being, you know, a computer person. But, like, I I saw him literally in game one, game two. It's a person that I was like, that, that I kind of developed this, you know, gaming friendship with. Like, yeah, it's just a a character that uh you know it's a computer character but still just like man i 
just like that really like you're gonna tear my heart out and set it on fire no that's cool that's fine that's what i wanted on a saturday <laughs> afternoon and just kind of having like this game tell a story that i get so developed in with this character that you don't even play like you go through with like in the catacombs of some cave trying to search for his wife that was taken and yeah. that that scene where you know he's he's holding his wife and and just like eh, and what like this game's a shooty game i don't i'm not supposed to cry <laughs> you're crying <laughs> yeah it's true and i'm supposed to chainsaw locus in the face oh yeah I'm not right. sad. <laughs> why am i face wet <laughs> all of three is really sad though man the whole game yeah. And so, it's like a good way. Like it's, it's like a good. It's well written. That's why yeah. you care, right? Like it's well produced and written, and that the the actors do a great job. And so, like it's kind of the whole package where it's it's this storytelling medium, just yeah. in a different different way. And so that's yeah, I agree. I like that. That's the other aspect that I like. And again, yeah. not always done well. So sometimes Fine. I'm like, oh, this game's gonna be great, and I play it for a while. And I'm like, mm, this game kind of mm. sucks. Yeah, no, I'm not really. <laughs> It's kind of like a book, right? You read the first few chapters of the book, and you just go, "Yeah, no, yeah. this is uh, <laughs> resonating with me at all. I don't get anything out of it, so mm-hmm. I need to read it." Right? It's kind of the same sometimes. So, if you guys could put together a like prescription or a regiment of <laughs> video games to get somebody from, uh, not necessarily, I mean, maybe apathetic and just. Has has a hard time getting into them to being able to to see um, the beauty and the uh, and recognize all the the thing you've got mentioned like mechanics and the culture, the social aspect of playing with other people, and then the, the, the storytelling. Like, is there a way to get somebody from one end to the other, um, or is that just uh, how people are? How people are. Well, so a lot of t- uh, people play games for different reasons, right? Like <clears throat> some people play just for the mechanical challenge, right? Like these are the people that play like, professional Overwatch or like speedrun games, right? They're like into the technical challenges of the game, right? Other people play only for the story. So they want storytelling games like uh what's that one the world war one game that ubisoft did oh valiant hearts valiant hearts they want to play yeah. valiant hearts Talk about that game is not my that, that game is not mechanically challenging it's really good though like <laughs> <laughs> it's a game that's actually made by ubisoft uh based on letters from people in world war one Mm. right and then they just put some actions to it so sure. like the, you know it's not super difficult but like it's it's got a challenge to it obviously because you want to like be challenged in some way sure but not like overtly challenging yeah you know like boss it's a crazy <laughs> metal gear solid like sneak around the thing right whatever <laughs> uh, but it's beautiful and the game's beautifully written and stuff like that so it just kind of depends on what a person is into right i I, I would say it would be better to start with a story if like they don't like them at all like zero i would say start with story elements because people like tv and movies 
and books. So I would start there. Something like that. Something that's not too challenging, like mechanically, but like really well written and, and with a good story that people want to keep playing and experience the story of it first. I would say that would be where to start. Something like that. Hmm. There's I know like a lot of people go into a lot of like the indie games, like the indie indie game genre. That's true. Because they have a lot of stories like that. Yeah, and so like there's one game that there's a guy that I worked with, he's and he kind of had the same thing. He's like, dude, I don't like video games. And I'm like, why don't you try playing this game? And it's called To the Moon. And it's kind of like puzzle heard, heard of this story. It's super sad, but it's just yeah. like it's two-dimensional blocky like it's not really visually appealing but like the music that goes with it the story of what like your characters are trying to do and it's it's very simple but it draws you in and like i like indie games like that number one they're really inexpensive on steam and so <laughs> that's another like, that's that's good that's true because barrier to entry like if you don't play at all is like mm-hmm. buying them which is not a cheap endeavor yeah the, right? the new yeah. call of duty game that came out 60 bucks i'm like nope well and that's on top of the several hundred dollar yeah you know you con- console that yeah. you have uh, yeah well i got my console for free so i can't really complain what? uh what my ps4 yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, because my my friends moved and they're like, "Hey, we don't we can't take our PS4." I'm like, oh, I, mean, I guess I can take it. I guess I guess I'll sacrifice myself yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Um, but a lot of things that people get into kind of uh, another reason for me is that some of the games that I play, like the Warhammer series, like like the Warhammer Fantasy and Warhammer 40K, that there's like deep lore behind it like same thing with the witcher so deep so much and so like i love reading the books i'm looking at two massive books right now on my little table but just reading like the fantasy aspect and then playing the game like i know who people are i know kind of what i'm doing sort of game's hard and those games are nuts i can't talk about the games i bounce off of anything warhammer like nope i can't (laughs) i can't deal with that i love those games (laughs) But it's it's just kind of like little things like that. Like that's another little nerdy aspect that I have. I'm like I've I've you know, people say like oh this game's great and I'll be like well actually in the lore in the books and they're like oh my gosh I'm with those people. <laughs> and so or too sometimes people just need uh something to sit and idly do right. Sometimes you just need Stardew Valley, right? You need yeah. to plant you need to plant your crops and pet your dog, and that's it. Go fishing, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what you're gonna do. It's kind of like a very chill. Yeah, like, like there's there's no having the farm. That's all you do in Stardew Valley. You just hang out, and it's like a very relaxing experience, right? It's yeah, because not... <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some games that are very, uh, you know, time oriented, like Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. Like you have the game is so in ga- weird. In game three days to beat it, and you know people get rushed doing that, or like. There's a lot of games that are, you know, constant enemies like uh, Dynasty Warriors, where it's nothing but like <laughs> full on fighting in your face all the time. Uh, I loved Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> right. 
It was wanna... so like I heard the last one was so bad, you and it hurt to... my heart because I love that story. It's so the games are so cheesy, yeah. And, like, but in a funny way, like a good way. That it makes me sad that they got bad. Like, oh, I like you, silly game slash to, to just turn your brain off and just like kill thousands of enemies that's a I'm great be, game i'm gonna be on you on the bridge no <laughs> jang fei jang fei on the bridge excuse me <laughs> how dare you with the ancient chinese culture brandon i like john i like Guan Yu. what can i say <laughs> but yeah games games like that and yeah what brandon was saying that depends on the kind of person which can get you like hooked in like either your story oriented or you just want like a nice easy paced game to go through or you know you have a hard day at work you just want to come home and turn your brain off and you know kill uh you know play plants versus zombies like that's a game that you know it, it's strategy based but like man i just, really just want to kill some zombies Blech. or you want to play you want to play one game for the rest of your life and you just get wow and you just go for it uh, <laughs> that's a game i bounce off of i i can't i can't i <laughs> I can't do that game. I, it's fun. I like those, like those, it, MMO, like saying, those games. Like, yeah, I just can't. I can't do it. My my wee little head starts hurting. Like I don't. Again, that's a that's a lifestyle game, right? If yeah. You, you just play that one. That's what you do. Yeah. Like, you, that's it. Like you want to do that? That's it. That's all you do because <laughs> that's you don't have. You literally have no time for anything else if you're doing wild things, well, right? Like, well, <laughs> and that's just, that is a whole nother aspect of that is that is people who play video games and they, they go between different ones and then the people who there's like one, maybe two games and that's all they play because of the mechanics of how they are structured and, and those kind of things. So, you know, that's even that spectrum is, is kind of interesting to think about of, of what it takes to be that person who's playing. Wow. 18 hours a day or whatever. Those yeah, I can't people do, do that. I have to play again. I don't, I'm very bad in that like my personality is like yeah I did that one already so I don't replay games a lot unless they are very like mechanical like racing games or Dark Soulsy games like because it's mechanically based like I don't play them more than once for the story normally but again mostly because a lot of story games are like super long yeah like, not all of them there are some very good short concise <laughs> well written stories but like the ones that i like tend to be very long yeah. but again that i find those to be better value right like if i'm gonna spend 60 dollars on a console game do i want to buy like some little short like do i want to buy call of duty where because i i don't play online i don't like the social aspect of it right i just want to <laughs> play i just want to play and chill right so yeah if i want to play that where i i can play this game for maybe like the campaign mode usually is like 10 hours, right? Yeah. Or do I want to play Outer Worlds where I'm going to spend like a hundred plus hours just like wandering around doing something. Yeah, I want that one. That's yeah. the one that I... <laughs> now, every once in a while after you do that for a long time, you, you like, at least I do, I crave something like much more concise. Like I just want to shoot something or I just want to mm -hmm. race a car. That's all I want. I don't want like like you need to like tone it down a little. I need to like withdraw and tone it down a little bit to something more simplistic. Cause I'm just like, 
exhausted from that, but like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of, you know, you get the people that do like the, uh, like the esports that they only play one or two games. They either play, um, you know, they might only, only play overwatch because, you know, some people do that as a job. Like they just, they play video games. Like the people who like stream on like Twitch or YouTube, like there's oh, yeah. those people, but they, they, they play games that are relevant to the games that are popular. But these, you know, people who, you know, they play, um, Oh, what is that game called? But there's like massive tournaments in, uh, in like Korea and, um, Starcraft. Starcraft. Uh, I don't know if it's League of Legends. Thank you. Like I know that game is still, or just like the variations of those games, like the hero-based combat, where like I am doing this, like this is my job. Uh, I I couldn't. You know, it's 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 that you know trying to find a challenge aspect of hey you know I'm I'm you know in a competition to play this game. Um, you know, after I left teaching, there was a there was a position that opened up at one of the universities around here, and it's a esports coach. And I'm like, oh, apply, what? click, click, click. Unfortunately, I didn't get. Yeah, there's you know, esports are super popular. Like they have, like some colleges or universities have teams of esports where, you know, right. you can get. I a, have you, no idea this existed. Holy cow! Yep. What the you can you can get a scholarship to play esports. Um, and I don't know if like if the NCAA, I don't say sponsors, but the, you know what I'm talking Surely about. Surely not. They're not with it enough to. They can barely even handle basketball. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they, the, you know, schools they get together and they have like a a college championship where you know different universities compete against each other, and that part is so cool. But I don't. I don't think I had the. The aspect, because the only times I played video games and when I was in college, we had copious amounts of Mountain Dew and a ton of Doritos. And that was our like, all right, we're going to play video games. It's a weekend. Blah. And so I was just like, I, I can I've coached before. Does that I mean, I can apply coaching and Mountain Dew together. Does that is that what you want? I don't know. No, you have to understand how Genji works to be that, and nobody knows how that works, so they can't. <laughs> Overwatch Two is coming out, by the way, and I got super yeah, I excited. I saw that. It was I saw that was very confused, and I was like, "What? I thought they were still doing ah, whatever." Yeah, talking about a backstory, I like getting behind. Like, oh, <laughs> like I'll I'll send you one later that makes me kind of like choked up, not like choke choked up, but one that's like, this is really cool. But I'll I'll send you guys the the video <laughs> later because it's like oh, all of the feels, but you know that goes to people that there's the you know the people who spend time playing like mobile ga- uh mobile game yeah what am I saying bubble, uh, mobile bubble bubble bubble, games, bubble uh you know of like Candy Crush or things that are more just kind of like I'll say time wasters, but. The games that are like that, that are, you know, attention grabbing, uh, like another game that I was sucked into for the longest time was Geometry Dash. Like that. Yeah, I stayed up nights playing that stupid game. You could have been you could have been playing Myst. Think about (laughs) that. (laughs) 
yeah. I mean, all of all of this kind of falls in yeah. that like the, the the will versus skill matrix. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I think where... Colin just needs a puzzle game. I think that's what I need. <laughs> yeah. We're like. If if you have a a high skill and a high will, like you're going to be way more involved to and way more engaged in something versus if you have a a low skill and a low will uh, to 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 be involved. You know, like a lot of people do that with like voting and how active they can get people to in, but it really fits in kind of what I'm seeing here of like there are games. Not only games that fall in that spectrum, but also uh, video types of video game players of of there's there's that skill skill side and the spectrum between low and, and high skill and whether that skill is learned or honed or innate you know that's that's one thing and then there's just that desire of where you want to spend that time and how everything falls out in the middle I can't say that's accurate because not everybody is going to fight Ornstein and Smo enough to beat them right <laughs> like there's not like some a lot of those stupid games like you have to fight the boss like even worse dark souls 3 frida right did you this this i, I never oh played gosh. i never played three. oh my gosh sister frida when her dirty r1 spamming scythe of death no <laughs> like when you want to beat her like that's not like a i'm gonna fight this boss a couple times and then beat her no it's like forever like you <laughs> like like you you're not you're not just waltzing in there and, and beating her right like in dark souls one like gaping dragon yeah that's fine whatever you can go ahead and you know oh hey look a dragon whack okay it's dead now <laughs> but then like ornstein and smo or like artorian manis like manis you know just walking into manis and be like oh here we go i'm gonna fight him and beat him in the first no that's not how it works <laughs> Like you have to like learn how the fight functions, right? Yeah. Like how they do the thing, and like when it's safe to attack them versus oh no, here comes the follow up attack where I become killed. Blam! <laughs> right? <laughs> What's which one's the wolf in one of the Dark Souls games that has like the massive sword? Sith. And like you find the story that he's like protecting his fallen master's grave or something oh, yeah. like that. Oh no, that yeah. no, he's not just he's not just doing that. He's fighting you partly because he's protecting his master's grave. But when you beat him, you get the ring that lets you go into the abyss to fight the four kings. Uh, So the other the other sort of inferred thing is he doesn't want to give it to you because he doesn't want you to be corrupted by the abyss either. Yeah, he's trying to save. So he's trying to save you. But you have to fight him and defeat him to get this ring so that you can go down there and beat them to get this mm. special Lord Soul thing. So that you okay. can go you can go vanquish the former ruler, Gwen, right? Okay. So there's also that little twist of he maybe also knows what you want and he doesn't want to see you do that because that's what happened to Artorius. He doesn't want he knows he's a smart <laughs> wolf. It's all right. right. And so he's you're, you're fighting this giant dog, and it's just like the saddest thing ever. Like nobody likes fighting Sif. Like everybody likes fighting. I mean, everybody that likes Dark Souls, they like the boss fights. They don't like Sif. It's like oh, oh, it's sad. I don't just get it over with. It's, it's kind of <laughs> like when you when you play Shadow of the Colossus, 
And you're like, oh, I have to kill this monster thing to save my girlfriend. But you don't know that until later because it's up. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm killing giant monster things. And then you're like, oh, I'm killing because the bad people want me to. Now I'm sad. Spoilers. And so spoilers, spoilers oh, for my bad. Spoilers for all these super old games like Shadow. <laughs> that was definitely a PS2 game. So I feel like maybe you're At safe. This point. <laughs> people, safe. people have played that. Like but spoilers, spoilers for Mario Two, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of what Brandon was saying to each person, uh, be their own. That yeah, you know, there's sometimes when I get home from work. You know, I like the other day I was out at, you know, three o'clock in the morning when it was just pouring down rain and I couldn't get to sleep. And it's like, you know, I just want to I just want to play a football game. Like, I just want to beat down on, you know, the Cleveland Browns and just turn my brain off <laughs> and and just and just enjoy something. Because another aspect to it is that I remember playing Madden with Brandon, and I also remember playing with with Colin because you know that was always a nice little like what's the word like nice little Zen moment. Like, all right, I'm la- relaxing, I'm having fun with my brothers. But yeah, like the other day, I was like, man, today sucked. I just want to go home and do something that's familiar, aka beat down on the Cleveland Browns. Sure, but you can it, always enjoy beating up Cleveland Browns. Yeah, right. Uh, who doesn't do that? Um, you know, some days I, you know, just want to turn my brain off and things like that. Or there's some times where I'm like, you know what? I just, you know, today's a really good day. You know, I'm gonna pull up Steam and play Warhammer Total War and see what kind of mischief I can get involved in <laughs> and see what, like, you know, what puzzly things that can happen and. Yeah, some people just want a nice relaxing game. Some people just want to do nothing but shooting games. Some people do it for the socialness of online gaming, which I'm terrible at and don't like doing because I don't want some little 12 year old <laughs> telling me to go, you know, where, where I can stick my controller. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's different things like that. But and telling you why he didn't switch off Genji when he should have. <laughs> Nobody wants to attack Genji. Get up. <laughs> you, should just, you should be a healer. You should be a healer. Shut up, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, you're 28 years old. You're only a 14 year old. Well, he started it. Oh my sure. God. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just it just really depends. Yeah. And but I mean, the one thing that from when I, when I watch like uh, people who do things like online, you know, since there's sometimes I have a lot of free time where I just watch YouTube videos. And most of the time, it's people who play video games and stream it or people who talk about video games. But you don't really know what you're into until you pick up a controller. And and either that be like your phone or like a computer, because, I mean, Steam, you can download Steam for free and they have free games on there. And then you can, you know, put in your information and buy new games or I cannot express to you how much money I've spent on Steam. Um, this is why I don't have Steam. This yeah, is exactly why. And this also might be the reason my computer is not not that great because I just have so much memory of games on here. It's all tired. Like no, uh, no more games. But you know, just find something on here, like the indie store or like the indie games that you know the developer is some guy and his best friend and in their basement, you know, 
putting time and effort and creating video games like it's a form of art and you know being able to help support that or sponsor that or just like oh this person did good work i'm gonna sit here and enjoy it like that means you know a lot to some people and so just being able to be a part of that is just really neat but you know you don't really know until you just want to sit down somewhere and get your head smashed in by a roadhog but <laughs> it's whatever <laughs> no no don't pull the chain no oh. uh, town, uh, quit uh, dying okay first of all you guys are really mean right now not helping true yeah there you go well yeah, yeah i certainly i think i feel at least uh one step closer and definitely understand where you guys come from a lot more on games than previous because uh, I know we never really had talked about that so I'm glad that came up but I'm not going to go out and buy a, uh, a, a, uh, probably still not going to go out and buy an Xbox or Playstation but <laughs> that's fair <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but maybe a puzzle game maybe a puzzle game maybe at a least puzzle. a puzzle game so cool well, um, I don't have any follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> not not a lot you can can do with, with stuff like that. But I mean, I watch a lot of people on YouTube, and sometimes, you know, just nice to see what other people have to have to say about a game or the gaming life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we'll. Uh, Probably in there so Airman can get to bed since he's gotta be true. up so early. Oh, I still have to pack. Early boy. Sorry, Aaron. Sorry. That's all right. Burst your Did, bubble. Didn't mean to but. keep you up so late. That's all right. It won't be the first time. But Jack bites. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, what in the world? <laughs> Jack, yeah, I don't know. Jack, anyway, that's Jack I don't think bite. that's right. I don't think that's where this that's not the right use of that term. But you... Okay. Don't worry about it. Just you don't worry about it. You get your socks back. We get up. Writing, <laughs> writing so many things down right now. Taking notes. Okay. I don't. I don't Just do Google it that to later. you. I do it for you. So. Oh, dude. I don't feel like that's a service I want provided. You're welcome. <laughs> that, that's what I told the the kids when I coached. Which also, by the way, Aaron might get back into teaching, but I'll, that's a story for another day. But that's the one thing I used to tell all my players, like whenever we we do conditioning, like, now, guys, I don't do it to you. I do it for you. And Mm -hmm. then I remember that's what Coach Scruggs used to say to me Mm. when I was in sports. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm turning into Scruggs. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Are you supposed to be teaching me how to drive in driver's ed? Don't do that. Yeah, (laughs) please don't. That's scary. Scary. Yeah. Well, you go get packed there, man, and you have a good yeah. week. And uh, drive safe. We'll do... Yeah, I shall. I shall. Excellent. We'll do this again next time. Oh yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>